Hello everyone, welcome back to the Prime Pan Podcast, your favorite pop culture podcast. It's me, your host with the most, uh, Robert D'Onofrio, and I'm here with my co-host. Wait. Identity theft! Identity theft. Just kidding, it's me, Dan. You know me. I'm here with my boy. Lifelock. Uh, Robert Go- Goya D'Onofrio, how's it going? I, I was like, what the... I don't know what I was going to say, but, you know, I got something out there. You threw me off heavy, Dan. Why why are you always trying to pinch my name? What's going on? I just like to keep you on your toes to make sure you're paying attention all the time. You know, there was part of me that was just going to autopilot past it, but... I know, I was waiting for it, but it's all right. So yeah, I, I honestly, if you, if you didn't say Robert D'Onofrio, if you just said Robert, I don't know if I would have picked up on it. I get it. Um, how was your day? I uh had a uh nice morning. I uh, woke up, played the new Just Dance 2019 fire game. By the way, um, picked it up for the Switch. It was on sale for like twenty bucks. So I thought, why not? Because I thought like. I've always enjoyed the Just Dance games. They're pretty. It's pretty fun to like just you know dance like an idiot to music and stuff. So whatever you know, because D- DDR is not really my thing. But you know, no, I I get that. I was I just I just find it interesting that uh you can play Just Dance by yourself. I mean, you're just dancing, really. If anything, it's just it's better by yourself just because you get more room. I guess so. I just always view it as like a party game. No, it definitely is a party game. That's undeniable. But now that I have it, like, I can bring it to lands, you know, because it's just on my Switch. And lo and behold, the Switch is one of the most portable consoles I own. You can bring it everywhere, but you and me always forget to bring it places when we can. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I'll probably just leave it at Tyler's if I do bring it to Tyler's. Nah, and then never bring it. Yeah, I, I think my PS4 is going on, like, actually, like, a year just being at his house. Yeah, that that kind of bothers me, but, like, I understand. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the thing. I was going on vacation last summer. I'm like, hey, Tyler, do you want to borrow my PS4 and play Bloodborne? And he's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. I've really wanted to play that game for so long. I've just never bought a PS4. He's like, sweet, man. And I'm like, oh, bet, dude. So happy I can give this opportunity to you. Come back. Lo and behold, he hasn't touched it. It's just a crude dust. And I'm just like, fuck it. Fuck. He's not playing it. I'm not playing it. It's staying at his house. But anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just dance, just dance. That was fun. Uh, grooved out to some songs like "Party Rock Anthem" and "Havana." Oh my god! And uh, you sound like you're trying to sell me some, kids' bops. Some Queen songs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, honestly, I was just kind of half asleep. You know, I I kind of just treated as some morning exercise before a shower. Really, hmm. you're getting out. You're grooving. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, after after my shower, just headed out into the world and ran some errands, did some stuff. Well, pretty normal day, really. You know, it's summer break, so you know, just gonna don't sound long... don't sound too disappointed about being on summer break. Okay, I mean, I feel like I've said this before, but like, I, I mean, I took a year off from school, you know, so not really fixing for breaks you know what i mean work more i guess uh i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i hate you 
<laughs> oh god. Um, Anywho, how how was your day? Tell me about it. Uh, it was fine. But what I really wanted to talk about was um, we hinted last week that we were going to be going on our camping trip, and we did. We survived the mountains. Um, barely wrestled a few. No, we survived pretty handily. It's just uh. Well, we did fight that bear, so... Yeah, we did fight the bear. Um, We lost one of our friends, but it was kind of like... We brought him up there as bait anyway, so if we were going to lose anyone, it was good that it was him. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't even... kind of don't even remember who we who it was. I don't know who volunteered or who drew the short straw, but regardless, he did a good job drawing the attention of the of, of the bear. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I remember we, um, we walked up with six, we came down with five, and I was like, hey, guys, why does this car ride feel a lot more comfortable like i have a lot more room and you yeah. no could really like pin mm. the pin the tail on the donkey there so guys our plan when we were going to come in contact with the bear was to kind of like xenomorph power ranger style and we all connect and turn to kind of like a rock'em sock'em robot that just bops the bear into smithereens right and plan worked but the thing is that bear also had two mountain lions with it that had the same plan. So it was actually a pretty heated battle. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. We saw the bear and we were like, oh, it's just a normal the bear. And then he got on his hind legs and started speaking English. And he let us know that he was the guardian of the mountain and that to actually go on the trail, we had to kill him and his two mountain lions. And we were like, that's yeah. weird. It was, it was kind of bizarre, actually. Yeah, they mighty morphed into a Power Rangers villain, and we mighty morphed into a... Uh, I don't know what you call that thing. I Honestly, I would just say elegance. We morphed into elegance. Yes. A uh, couple jabs, a couple ray hooks. Um, but regardless, the hike was very nice. A lot of beautiful uh, sights. But it, first day we went up, it was kind of rainy and foggy, so it was very weird because we were like... 3,000 feet up? I think more. I believe our peak that we hit was like 32-something, Alex was saying. Yeah. Around 3,200 feet up. Yeah, so Which we're... isn't that much, but we started off fairly low. I mean, I'd say 30,000 feet is pretty high up regardless. 30,000 is, but we are 3,000 to... Oh, I didn't mean... So. Sorry, I didn't mean 30,000. Yeah. I mean, so 3,000 is a good amount. Well, it is, but it's kind of all about perspective, because, like, 3,200 feet doesn't mean much, because you, in some places, you can drive and get that high, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, it's it's all about, like, where you start. But, we, yeah, we, we hiked about, like, five or so miles up a hill to get to that, uh... Seven. I say hill, mountain. Yeah, it Mountain was... to get to that height. We then were... we camped out in a valley, which was very fun. Yeah, we were going basically, uh, vertical at some points, um... Easier God, for some. It was, uh, it was uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I had a great time. I definitely want to do it again sometime, but probably not I soon. I would like to do be it honest. again, but I would like to be more prepared. I I don't know if well, one I would like better weather. Um, that, that's kind of like what I mean. Like I just mean like better circumstances, I guess. Yeah, I would. And I'd granted, say, I can't imagine doing that in like eight. So I'm kind of I am happy it was on the colder side. Yeah, I don't know. I think just, I'd, I think it'd be fun in uh like 80, 70. Yeah, not well. I'll you know I'll, I'll roll over and die. So yeah, we could like hike naked. I think that would be interesting. Well, I did hike naked. Remember, like when I fought the bear, like to 
you know, to be the final piece of the puzzle, I had to take my clothes off. But yeah, but, I, I, I'm, I guess you do kind of want to forget those things. Well, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that I forgot it. I was just like, wait, I, Bobby, why did you bring a fur coat under all your, th- all your clothes? <laughs> and then no one really answered me on that, so I just kind of assumed. But now it's all, it's kind of clicking. It's all making sense. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, we had our camping trip. Uh, spoiler alert: hiking that high up. There's snow, by the way, like, up to our shins in a lot of spots. Like, we're hiking through snow. Mind you, it's halfway through May, so that was also interesting. But what we didn't really think about was sleeping up there. It was also going to get very, very, very cold. <laughs> I See, what I'm thinking is I don't think it would have been as bad if it wasn't just wet and rainy. Well, that's the thing. It was like we had the wind chill, like, because we were in a valley, so obviously the winds were pretty fucking strong. And then we were that high up, and then I guess on top of that, the the way the temperature works up there, I don't know, it was, I felt like it was kind of weird, because as soon as the sun went down, like, it wasn't like a fast, like, it wasn't fast getting cold, but by the time we woke up, it was... Like, uh, this is a little graphic of an analogy, but my, 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 uh, my extremity, a few of my extremities were trying to retreat inside my body due to the temperature loss that they were experiencing. Yeah. Or, or you could have just said it was in the teens and people might have got the same picture. Um, I guess it's, it's all about perspective. <laughs> I mean, I just want to really let, let our listeners know that it was surprisingly cold that we didn't plan for, which is why I would like to be better prepared for that. <laughs> I agree. But overall, very fun time. Can't wait to do it. Very fun time. Um, I almost died just of exhaustion, more or less. Uh, anyone that knows what I look like, I am definitely not the uh, mountain climbing, hiking architect, architect body type, however you want to say it, so... I definitely pushed myself to my physical limits. Yeah, I think some group cardio would have been good to uh, help condition for it. Well, it was it was kind of funny actually to me because we the whole time like leading up to the trip we're like, yeah, we'll set the pace to the slowest person in the group, and then the whole time you know obviously me being the slowest person was it was it wasn't the case. It didn't happen whatsoever. Well, I mean. I had to- I mean, I had to go faster than I could. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, it was all right. We should let Bobby dictate the pace, and then you're just like, "No, don't worry about me. I'll be fine back here." Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean power walk on ahead. Yeah, it was a pretty normal pace. I'm gonna be honest with you, Chief. I don't, I don't think it was. I'm gonna. It's all about perspective. All I'm saying is, is you were, uh, you were hiking with two blankets in your pack, Dan. Um, nope. Because I took Alex's bag, which was like 50 pounds. <laughs> hey, okay, going up was a different story. I was referring to going down. Because going up, like I feel like the pace was pe- pretty... Whatever we had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I think going up was a lot worse than going down. Especially because... I mean, it was kind of hit or miss. I mean, if I could have like had that experience going up on day two... Like, okay, like, hold on, let me rephrase. I feel like I was more ready for a stronger hike on day two than I was on day one. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Like, I felt way... Like, because when we got, like, to a certain point in elevation, I was just gasping for air no matter what I did on the first day. Like, I wasn't even out of breath in some spots, but I was panting for some reason. Yeah, it was just because the air was thinner. Like, it, it was just harder to breathe, so I was just having a harder time. And then it's like, oh, my muscles are cramping. Why are they cramping? They don't feel like they should be cramping at the moment. Guess they're cramping at the moment. Not enough water. Which was strange. I feel like I drank more than I usually do, but I guess, like you said, not not much or more than I needed, apparently. I mean, great. it was also just a new experience that your body wasn't entirely ready for, especially because I, I, I don't mean this in a mean way, but you didn't really... Say uh, it, Dan. Well, Say it, Dan. <laughs> I don't think there was much prep to climb a mountain involved. Uh, oh, like, no, none whatsoever. Like I said, the only climbing I do is up my stairs. It happens fast. But um, uh, last thing on it, um, Sandwich, New Hampshire is... Fuck Sandwich, New Hampshire. Uh, Sandwich, New Hampshire still hasn't realized that we um, won the American Revolution. Um, those fucks are so... It's so weird. It's just like a cult so- town. But, like, every person we saw walking as well looked like a serial killer for some reason. Yeah, and they all waved at you. They're was, very eye contact heavy. Yeah. Just, like, they could smell that you weren't from around there. Yeah, just really wasn't used to it. But let me tell you, the air in New Hampshire is so crisp compared to Connecticut. <laughs> it, it is very different, actually. Uh uh, is it worth moving up there? Probably not. Not Sandwich. Definitely not Sandwich. Definitely not Sandwich. It was kind of weird. When we walked into that gas station, like, the gas station clerk was, like, the only person that felt like they were with the modern times. <laughs> and I'm saying that just because they had AirPods in. They pull out an iPhone and, like, someone that goes to buy something is just, what, what, what is that? One tarnation? The gas is speed race? Um... Anywho, you wanna sandwich, sandwich. You wanna sandwich. you wanna jump into some topics? I'll I'll take the lead on our first topic, actually. Okie doke. So, <clears throat> in our never-ending quest to continue to talk about planet conservation and stuff like that, just because I find it interesting, just because you know it's a uh, like, it's nice to hear some uplifting news in that category specifically, to know that we're not going down a uh, railway to fuckery. Anyways, um, long, long-winded analogies aside, an Amazon tribe has won a legal battle to retain a very large portion of the... Uh, so, let me, let, me, let, me, let me read from the, uh, from the article for you guys. So... It's, uh, this is from the article, the, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but the Waurani people successfully protected half a million acres of their ancestral territory in the Amazon rainforest from being mined for oil drilling by, I guess, huge oil corporations just in general. I guess they were bidding for the land, okay. but the indigenous people uh we're going in front of a three panel drudge i believe since back in 2012 they started this legal process wow yeah so i believe after like near seven or so years of trying to win this legal battle they finally have and they're retaining a lot of land which is really cool it's 
Nice uplifting news. How many acres are they saving? Uh, about half a million. Woof! Jeez. I mean, it's very cool. I just think it's so weird how like big companies don't see any issue with just tearing down land at all. Well, okay, so like yes, environmental conversations and conservation is important, but at the same time, like in the corporate world we have built, it requires a lot of space and resources, and you either get those resources and continue to thrive as a company and employ people and make money, or you don't have the means to get the resources you need for the amount you need, and you go under as a company and you put people out of a job and you lose money. Yeah. No, I, I simple as that. No, I, I get that, but it's also taking 500 million acres from the Amazon rainforest doesn't seem like the best place to be searching for your land. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I can't really speak for people. I mean, I, I would prefer not as well, but yeah. I guess it's how they see it. But uh, what was nice about this case was is uh, the Ecuadorian government that they were dealing with for this legal process. Back when this uh, case first started, it was it was almost guessed that it probably wasn't going to end in such good turning, because the Ecuadorian government. I'm not, you know, this isn't certain, but it was kind of rumored that they were doing some shady business behind the scenes to, you know, sell this land to these corporations and stuff. Ooh. So no one really thought it would work out in their favor. Not a fan of that. Not a fan at all. Yeah. But uh, actually, I heard about this back in like April from Leonardo DiCaprio's Twitter. Funny enough. Wait, really? Yeah. But uh, this article just came out recently, so I figured we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, for starters, I like seeing them in uh, what they'd normally wear in the setting of like a. I almost said a church, but uh, like a courthouse. <laughs> a legal setting. Yeah, like a. Like that business, uh, business area in there in full uh, native garb. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a really cool picture. That's why I was initially drawn to it because they're like just turning around. They look so like triumph, triumphant. I guess is the word. No, I'd definitely say triumphant. I mean, they just save uh, five hundred million acres of the Amazon rainforest. I'd say that's a dub. Half a million. Half a million. How much should I say? Five hundred million. Uh, you know, maybe someday they. Could. <laughs> I'm yeah, just I off have, with numbers I, today. I have like three or so zeros, but hey, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Like, sometimes it's just or, how it is. Yeah. But I can't believe that that like the Ecuadorian government was just kind of trying to sell it behind their back. I wouldn't say behind well, their back. Well, it, it's not for certain. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like a tricky process because it, like, it's. Like, yes, it's it's good for the government to sell this land because that means, like, they profit, which is just good for the people in general. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go in, like, well, to what point do these people have a claim to the land? Because you do have to respect indigenous people, but at the same time, you can't act as if the government that you've spent so much money and bodies creating has no power as well in the situation. Yeah. So it's just tricky to really just deal with in general. Yeah, no, I I can agree to that, but I also think um like the their people were there long before this government was even formed, so it's kinda like you kinda it's... gotta respect the elders in that scenario. Well, I mean that 
we say that in hindsight, but I mean, the reality is like our great country that we're currently staying in was founded upon the same practices that you're, you you are having trouble believing are a thing. Hmm? So it's, it, it sucks. It sucks because it's so, because you have to look at it from both sides. And obviously one side does have a better claim, but the other side does have a lot of reality to it as well. Yeah, no, I agree to that, but it's also, on a moral standpoint, you kind of, I think it's better to view it than that. Because obviously, yeah, like, a big oil company needs land to do what they got to do to make money to help support the world and yada yada. But at the same time, you're kind of... Well, I mean, I'm not arguing against that. This is definitely a net win, I mean, in terms of environmental conversation, conservation, conservation, Eh, words, whatever. They they hurt. They're hurting me today. Don't worry. Yeah, honestly, it's like my tongue is kind of having millisecond delay. <laughs> but um, so what happens to the oil company now? They just gotta find somewhere else to go. Yeah, the, I I think that I think the what the whole the article doesn't really go much into the legal process, but I think the the uh, indigenous people were just kind of like bidding for the rights to the land, or rather like appealing for the rights of the land and just the other option was is they were going to continue and just sell this land off okay i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure on like what the actual whole process was in general but yeah i mean you're saying this thing spanned from 2012 to now so yeah i believe 2012 was when the uh the tribe first sought legal action for their uh case that's good. I'm glad uh, after a long period of time, it wasn't all in vain. It actually worked out. Yeah, for it, it's nice just to know that like they didn't get like smushed under the corporate, uh, corporate, corporate world thumb. Yeah, honestly, that was a struggle. I said corporate like what, probably three times out loud, but I said like fourteen times in my head, and I was like, <laughs> "What word is supposed to come after this?" <laughs> I don't know in my head, but I pictured like a jukebox cycling through songs. It pretty much was. It was just corporate X, corporate Y, corporate Z. I was just like, what the, what, what did I want to say? I'm having such an off day, man. I feel that. Um, but you want to know where the oil companies can't buy land? Uh, hit me with it, Dan. I feel like I know the answer. On the motherfucking moon, baby. (laughs) On the mother loving moon. NASA released a video. I think it's like a week ago at this point, but um, they released a video saying that by 2024, they want to be able to kind of set up shop on the moon. Yeah, I, it, the video was actually kind of crazy. You know, um, I just watched it when it first came out. I thought it was just a meme video just because like the, ty- the the only words in the video on, a Nash- on NASA's like official YouTube channel is just, was it we are going? Yeah, we're, is it? we're going. We're, yeah, we're going. I'm just thinking, all right, there's no way that they're titling their plan to essentially turn the moon into a uh, checkpoint in five years. Uh, it's just titled, you know, we're going. Yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah I was. thought it was, I wasn't sure if it was real either, but then I looked at the calendar, not April 1st. I looked at the channel. They got their 3 million subs. But yeah, I guess they're going to try and set up the moon to be kind of a like a checkpoint to going deeper into space. And I think that's really cool. 
Really interesting. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I liked what they were saying at the end of the video. I'm standing up right now because uh, this topic makes me excited. Um, no. So what they said at the end of the video was, I'm not sure if you remember or caught it, was uh, they were saying that, you know, this time the moon isn't the, the destination or the conclusion. It's just part of the process or something, something to the tune of that, which I thought was really, like, nice. Because they're like that's they're it's really saying like their goal isn't like the goal of their project isn't this moon development. It's using this moon development for future projects, which is really cool. Well, yeah, they're like we've we've been there, we've done that. We're thinking bigger, yeah, bigger and better, baby. Yeah, but I guess uh, one of the main things is they're trying to figure out how to bring bigger things to the moon, or like how to pat essentially how to pack more efficiently which i mm. think is funny yeah uh i guess space travel and weight and stuff like i because I, I know in my head like the way i saw it was like yeah why don't you just bring all those materials up there and you'll just start building stuff but i didn't i didn't really think that like a certain amount of weight matters when you're taking off the planet you know, I never really thought about it like that. You know, it's like, well, yeah, just, just bring the metal up there that they need. No, it's fine. There's there's no criteria to get in outer space. You just got to jump really high. Essentially. Yeah, right. But it was a very interesting video. But yeah, I couldn't actually believe that it was real because it just kind of, to my knowledge, just came out of the blue. It's just like, hey, guys. um, Yeah, no, we're we're going farther. We're going deeper. I, for some reason, when I was watching, I was thinking like a Fallout for some reason, as twisted as that sounds. <laughs> like, um, they're subtly hinting at, like, uh, hey guys, um, well, we it might- was more or less like, like, cause that video was like so, like, directed at the public. Like, it felt as if, like, I don't know, it, it, I guess, like, I felt like that's something you would only see in, like, a, kind of like a sci-fi movie or video game or book or something like because the video just feels very futuristic for some reason to me yeah like it feels like something we've seen before but only in movies you know yeah that was the main thing i was thinking is i'm surprised we've actually like progressed that far you know yeah like 2024 that's not far away my calendar might be off but that's less than five years oh like zoink scoop it's crazy, man. I don't know. That was that was probably my favorite thing that I saw in the recent days. I was very uh, it's very intrigued by that. Yeah, I recommend anyone to go or ev- everyone to go and check that out. The video is like what less than five minutes long. Yeah, it'll be in the description, or you could probably find it on the trending page. I'd imagine. Of YouTube, yada yada. You know, you get the gist. Yeah, you know how to operate the internet. Well, how would you be here? How the fuck would you be here if you didn't know how to use the internet? Yeah, what are you what are you doing here without using the internet, you freaking weirdo? Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Pasta Fazul. Next episode, by the way, we're doing it with ASMR mics. It's an ASMR episode. You know, you keep promising the people these like outlandish ideas, but we never act on them. Yeah, I don't think anyone would would like an ASMR episode. We do an episode where you get their left ear, I get their right ear. Oh, dude, that would be awful. <laughs> It would be horrible to that, <laughs> but it would, uh, yeah, honestly, I'll do it. Next time I see an ASMR mic on sale, I'm buying it. All right. Um, I'll chip in. 
I'll use that for my regular mic as well, so you guys just have a trip every time you're talking. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would actually be the worst. I don't. I don't even think it would work that way. I don't think you could actually use that as a microphone. <laughs> I would figure out a way just so I could whisper in your ears for playing video games. Imagine like skyping a company, and they're like, "Uh, so we really want to work with you," and you're just like, "Oh yeah," in their left ear. <laughs> yeah. Just- Oh, stop. Please stop. How's it, how's it going? Alright. Um, I'm watching the, uh, the sound waves spike in Audacity from me doing that, and that looks horrifying. Yep. It, it sounded horrifying. We'll see if uh, that makes it into the final cut. The, fi- the final cut, baby. Um, that's what they call They call me the final cut. Um, actually, in, in older news, I don't know why that made me think of older news. If you guys remember a while back, we talked about that uh, politician that got hit in the face with an egg for saying that the mass shooting in New Zealand was because of immigration or some shit like that. Yep. Uh, that politician's been voted at office, which is a uh, little update on that, which is nice. Real absolute shocker. Who would have thought that that man uh, wasn't gone earlier, to be honest? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I to, to be honest, I never really expected to hear anything about him again, so. No, I mean, if the things I heard was that he's out of office or if he tripped and fell in a ditch, those are the only things I really cared about. Huh. That might be okay. Little, might be a little mean. I'm sorry, but um, jeez, Dan, I didn't know you were so mean spirited. Uh, I'm only mean spirited to mean people. And me. Yeah, and you. Well, if the shoe fits, where you know, Dan abuses me. Everybody. Yeah, I try to make Bobby feel as little as possible, and try to put him down as much as I can because it makes me feel better. Um, uh, this. Yeah, I mean, you always tell me I'm just a stepping stool for you for greater things. Yep. Um, this practice that I'm using is called being a psychic vampire. Did you know that? I'm sorry? Um, I learned about this from, um, last podcast on the left. Great podcast. Um, they did an episode last Friday on something called psychic vampires. And it's literally just like someone that drains the energy of other people around them. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's like multiple kinds of them. I don't, I don't, I don't think you really need to call that psychic vampires, do you? No, I mean that's the term. Is like you're sucking the energy, so it's like, oh, psychic vampire. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean that just sounds that just sounds very dramatic. Yeah, it is. Believe me, I didn't coin the term, but uh, it's just how people are. Psychic vampire. Gee, okay, yeah. So, otherwise known as just being a dick. Possibly. <laughs> Hard to say. Who knows. Um, in hmm. other news, uh, other news. this story came out a little bit ago, but we were talking about, um, the sexiest American accents and, um, the top five is number one, Texas. I think, uh, I think I can get behind that. Like maybe. Well, you think like out of all the accents in the U S none of them are as distinct as it. So I think that's why people gave it like an edge. Are they just saying like in general, like in like for males or for females or just like both? Both. Just whichever one's whichever one. Uh, I can't even tell you what a female Texas accent sounds like. It's not bad. It's fine. I, um, but the one that sparked a lot of controversy was that number two is a Boston accent. Um, no, 
No one. Who the hell thinks Boston's a sexy accent? I I think it's a funny accent. I don't think it's sexy. Um, harder, yeah. harder. Uh, number three was New York. Uh, number four was Maine, and number five was Chicago. Um, no, that that that's a population thing. It's got to be like, uh, yeah, we said sexy. We go vote for ourselves. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, Maine is just a normal accent. Maine. Yeah, I don't even know. Does Maine have an accent? They, they sound kind of Canadian. They sound friendly, so I think that's why people are like, they like it. I okay. I feel like um, this list is more or less just like what's the most distinct accent less than what's the sexiest. Well, that's the thing. Like accents for me have always been such a weird discussion because, like, wait, I think of like, all right, yeah, New York people from New York got an accent, people from Boston have an accent, Southerners got an accent, Northerners kind of have an accent, and then I think of like myself. I'm like, I just have a normal voice, right? Like. Do, do we have an accent? What would you call our our accent? Just New England? Yeah, pretty much New England, because New England's just a smorgasbord of stuff, I guess. Well, we're definitely not Boston. Yeah, we're definitely not New York. No, we're just kind of... We're there. Well, I mean, right. like I said, every state just has different speech patterns or a different accent, so it's all... It's all, like, what you grew up with is going to yeah. sound normal. But I feel like I hear more people sounding like us rather than New Yorkers or Boston, you know, outside of their actual places. You know what I mean? No, I I, I get that. Like Ben, our friend Ben, you guys might remember. I love referencing Ben on this podcast, just so I can say, because he's been on before. He, for some reason, like, he he sounds just like us, right? But I've heard people from Missouri, they sound like they, they're from, like, Alabama, and then I've heard other people from Missouri sound like they're from like, I don't know, England. I don't know. They like there's the U.S. is weird in terms of accents. The, the only point I'm trying to make is is I don't know what accent I have, nor do I know what it would be called. Yeah, I mean, to for Ben, it's literally just your accent spawns from how you hear other people talk. If you like adapt their uh, speech patterns and how they speak, so I guess his parents just because I think his parents were originally from like New England or something of that nature, so I think that's why yeah. it's so similar. That, that could be true. That could be true. It's hard to say, but sounds about right. Um, honestly, I would say of sexiest American accents, I don't think you can rank any of them because I don't think any of them are relatively sexy. To um. be honest. I mean, I feel like, like when people say you have such like a sexy accent, I feel like that's that more or less is just like your accent is different, and I'm attracted to it being different, more or less. I can get behind that, yeah. Um, because, like, okay, I'm walking away just because I was trying to like wrap my head around this. Like, it's not necessarily like an accent that I feel like is attractive or sexy. Like, I personally think like Scottish accents are are sexier i'm attracted to them right mm -hmm. but like it's not just the accent in general i the person that is speaking also plays a huge element to it as well so i mean i obviously wouldn't be like attracted to every scottish accent right it's still got to be like the right person speaking with that accent you That's, know no i get that um then i guess yeah i guess people are very attractive in texas yeah uh, <laughs> I've, I've been to Boston. I'm going to make the claim 
No. Honestly, maybe it's like maybe it's people are like, yeah, yeah, cowboys are cowboys are hot. <laughs> cowboys are hot. Um, I love I love the Boston Red Sox. They're pretty hot. Um, what what's a Chicago accent? I don't know what I don't know. I yeah, I don't know what a Chicago accent sounds like either. Jeez, I'm I feel so uncultured because some of these accents I've never even heard. Like Maine, I. I I didn't know that I even had a specific like accent that was even notable. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of family from Maine, and their accent they have is just like it's it's Canadian esque, where it's basically just kind of friendly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like just, that inviting, rich type. Yeah, of it's just it's a inviting accent. Okay, but that makes sense. Yeah, but the, Chicago, like that's it's not even on my. No, Chicago is not. Boston's definitely not on my radar, especially when you park the car. As you were saying, harder. Harder. What's that from? Uh, I think Ted. Ted, yes. I couldn't think of the Ted, name of the movie. Yeah. Ted had a good bit about uh, Boston accents that I that I kind of agree with yeah. ever since then. Also had Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Yeah, he's a good actor. I had some family from Boston that I saw somewhat recently. I was perplexed that I could be, or perplexed that I would could be relate to someone that spoke like that. I wouldn't be caught dead pock in the car. Well, that's the thing. Like I was just like my mouth that couldn't even think to make those noises that you're making. How aren't we related? I don't know. I, I, I'm always get like on tangents where I talk about how just weird it is in the U.S. that you can drive literally two hours away and just hear something that's so different than your normal speech. Yeah, that's true. We're a very diverse country, dude. Some of that good, some of that bad. But that's for another day. Yeah, honestly. I mean, speaking of some of the bad, uh, yeah, you hear anything about... uh, um, gosh, what was the, uh, Alabama? Yeah, that's... Their, uh, their new, uh, their new hot and clearly not dumb abortion ban? Yeah, also, I don't... Because our country is great because it is good. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. Um... Very cool. Yeah, that whole thing is just gross. Um... Like, what the hell? What are they thinking? I don't know. Like, why? Also, the majority of the people that voted for this and the people that were on board with this, some of the comments they made about abortion and, say, like, rape victims, just so disgusting. I don't understand, man. Like, why why is it their business? Well, exactly. Like, the whole main thing is, uh, why should a man tell a woman what she can do with her body and it's like yeah i 100 percent agree but i just think it's all these people that are in office are too stuck in the past and too stuck in their ways to ever think hey maybe we should change for the best or maybe we should not imply stupid rules that don't benefit anyone or anything exactly. for that matter that's why i hate politics to think that they were wasting their time taking away the rights to american citizens that they clearly like considering every other place would like to retain their rights to their bodies and every other person would like to retain their rights to their bodies. Like, why are they wasting their time making this kind of legislation decisions and shit like that? Like, what? What the hell? 
No, I definitely what don't. What the hell? Um, it's not something I want to go too deep into because it could uh, it could get kind of heavy, but eh, yeah, it's just it's disturbing. I agree, people are dumb. Um, are dumb. One good thing that happened overseas is Taiwan is the first Asian country to legalize gay marriage. Huh? Are they really the first Asian country? First Asian country. Good job, Asia. You're moving with the times. Yeah. Well, uh, they voted in favor of it on Friday, and mm-hmm. oh, I guess it was in, this was in the making since like 2017. Mm-hmm. But um, the vote gave uh, Taiwan. The right to same-sex marriage, which is very nice. And a lot of people are hoping that this sparks a, a ripple effect across other Asian countries. Because mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like this is still taboo to a lot of them. And I would like to see the world a more progressive place. Mm. That's true. Um, I don't know, I can't really speak much just because I don't know a lot about the, like, the Asian culture and the way that like the people see it. But regardless, from my perspective, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't know too much about it, just knowing that it's the first country to do it when a lot of the world is kind of like, why not wising up, but kind of opening their eyes up to, hey, this isn't a bad thing. It's a nice thing to see. And hopefully uh, mm. sparks uh, a lot of other countries to do similar things and to be more progressive and mm. open their eyes to more opportunities. Well... Actually, when I was in anthropology last semester, we kind of talked about that a lot, like why it seems like in certain aspects some countries are lagging behind. And it's genuinely like that because it's just not on countries' radars. Like I could, I can almost understand like if just the majority of the Asian countries, not that they're like anti-gay, it's just that like gay isn't on their radar. Yeah, well, that's, I feel that. Because I feel like, like you said, like, I'm surprised this is just the first country, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you really, I feel like I've never even heard about, like, the gay rights movement or any form of something like that in, like, a Asian country, now I think about it. I, I kind of, I feel like I've just been operating under the assumption that at least, like, Japan or Korea, you know, some of the more uh, advanced ones... We're already in fully in favor of uh, same-sex marriage and all that stuff. So I guess I kind of like opened my eyes to the other side. Like I, I didn't. I thought we were more along than we actually were. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say they're advanced. I'm maybe like from an as- a cultural aesthetic appeal, they're more advanced. But I think uh, from say uh, I don't know, like an orientation perspective, I don't think any of them are advanced at all. I know. There's a lot of things that are okay everywhere else in the world that wasn't okay, like, say, 20 years ago. And a lot of Asian countries are like, no, that's still bad. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I I guess, yeah, but, like, I feel like I've, I've heard about those things. Like, it's just, I guess, like, I've just never heard anything about gay rights in an Asian country. So I just kind of assumed. I assume that, that they were just, like... Yeah, we're on it. Yeah, like, I thought they like they were just already just okay with it. The fact that I've never heard of anything, you know, big happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, this. like you were saying, it's just not on their radar. Well, good thing it's starting to get on their radar. Yeah, I get behind that. But, I don't know. Anywho, you want to... 
It's the last one we'll ever do, but you want to get into our uh, Game of Thrones uh, final series finale little recap action? Well, uh, before that, there is something I want to ask about. I noticed in the docs you said James Charles might not be as bad of a person as he turned out to be. Oh, yeah. Um, he. I haven't heard anything about that. He put... Well, he, uh, last week I talked about how another YouTuber and a bunch of beauty people called him out and was like, he's a predator, bad person, mm-hmm. no, no. But, um, yeah, he put out, like, a 40-minute video sometime last week and had, like, a lot of um, receipts to it, had a lot of messages to, like, prove the false claims were wrong, um, talked to specific people, all that jazz, and, uh, essentially... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> essentially, Jeez. um... Cleared his name of all the bad stuff he was labeled for. Like, I guess the whole, um, he said, um, like the whole waiter thing where he's like, I can do what I want. I'm a celebrity. Um, that thing never happened. And I guess like him and that waiter, uh, hooked up that night. Like they hung out and made out, but I guess he wasn't straight. He was bi. So it was kind of like, eh, nope. Well, now the whole situation's got even more confusing, so now my interest has fled. <laughs> I would say it's less confusing at this point. Well, no, because now we have to decide on who we believe. You know, just because James Charles was able to conjure up some things proving otherwise, but that, I mean, you also have to think take into account, just like with the Me Too shit, just because someone can say one thing doesn't mean the other is not true either so well, i guess we just gotta have to hold our breath well no normally i would agree but in this case um she and well her name was tati westbrook and then jeffrey star were the two people like really going at him and um mm-hmm. they kind of took back all, everything they said and issued now an apology to him oh well then i guess i'll spare let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, it was, right time baby i was trying to finish it but you were going and i was just like i don't want to don't cut him off here but yeah, so he's he's kind of cleared of all those things, and then I guess the new whole thing in the YouTube thing is someone's suing his organization. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who cares? Same. You know what? Let's 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 now talk about our final Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones uh... recap. Spoiler zone. We're entering five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. see that this show was a total piece of shit i'm so disappointed you know i would say as a whole i'm not disappointed but as a just as the season i'm disappointed okay yeah i mean i i'm definitely not gonna take away from the the definite great seven seasons leading up until now yeah I'm also, like, even if the season was bad, the cinematography and the sound design was still yeah. as good as ever. There's there's definitely a lot of good aspects. The only thing I'm mad about is just the ending. Um, um, hold on, let's uh, let's start from the beginning yeah. of the episode. I'll, I'll give it another yeah. rundown. Yeah, you, you, give, you give it your, uh, your good old summary summary. Alright, so um, here we are. Uh, K 
King's Landing, burnt to shit, ash falling everywhere. Um, we're we're recovering. Tyrion he walks to the um the bottom, and the bottom as in uh, what's it called? Can't like the catacomb area, yada yada, where like the dragon skulls were, because that's where Jamie and um Cersei were gonna escape. Uh, he. Just finds like the fallen rubble from the ceiling. Uh, Jamie is holding Cersei. They're both dead underneath. So he's he cries. It's very emotional. Not huge on it. Um, as he's walking back up, um, the unsullied. Uh, now there's millions of them because I guess they forgot that they all the majority of them died in episode three along with the Darthraki. They just kind of show up and they're happy that they won their war. Um, John is uh, he's puzzled. Um, Grey Worm's just like, I want to kill more people because he's fucking weird. And then um, there's a great shot. Danny walks out, like the camera's panning up the stairs and it shows Danny walking out and the dragon wings uh, line up with her uh, figure. So that was a cool shot. Oh, that shot. was a beautiful shot. That was a beautiful shot. Yeah, so, um, and then she's giving a speech to the Unsullied and Dorothraki saying that she wants to liberate everyone. Uh, not good. So... She's she's given that, and then Tyrion walks out, and then she's like, "You betrayed me." And Tyrion's like, "Yeah, I did, bitch. Fuck you." Um, not the exact words, a little more poetic. So he gets taken. Pretty close though. He's a prisoner now, and then John goes to talk to him, and Tyrion's like, "Dude, you gotta kill Danny." And uh, John utters his only lines, but she's my queen, and I love her. He says it a lot. Um, and then. We cut to Danny. She is at the Iron Throne now. She's looking at it and she's like, wow, I can't believe I finally got here. And she's putting her hand on it. But she didn't see it as symbolic because in season two, she wouldn't put her hand on it. But this season, she did. And, you know, that happens. And then uh, John walks up and um, he's trying to reason with her, sort of, that, like, um, you don't need to kill everyone. And then she's like, yada, yada, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do what I want. No one else has a say in it. And she's like, be with me. And he's like, you're my queen. I'll love you forever. And then they start making out. And then he swiftly, jib, jab, boom, stabs her in the tum-tum. And then uh, she dies. Danny dies. I was really upset about that. Like, I know it had to happen, yeah. but I was really upset. I w- Kind of me when the when the dragon was acting all sad about it, I was getting actually emotional. Like I couldn't handle the CGI dragon getting sad. <laughs> yeah, where it was like a, a Simba Mufasa kind of deal where it's like, wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad. Was like that that hey, hey, don't die. And I was like, You can't do this to me. You can't do it to me because I'm mad about how this is turning out. No. And then uh Trogon was like, the chair killed my mommy. Literally, actually, but I guess that was pretty symbolic, so it works. So he burns no, the Iron Throne. What are you talking about? It was more like the if my mom can't have it, no one can. Oh, that was the other uh, outlook. Yeah, that's true. But in reality, he knew that Bran was going to take the throne, so he was just helping him out so he'd have a place to put his wheelchair. Spoiler alert, Poppy, come on. I didn't get there yet. Dude, the metal, fr- the metal from the Iron Throne was then turned into the Iron Ramp, bro. Come on. <sighs> How nice. But, um,. And then the thing that makes no sense is John just killed Danny <laughs> and they unsullied take him as a prisoner and don't just kill him on the spot. Like, well, what? 
Grant, they don't know he killed Danny, right? Because nope, like they they I was, knew. I, I was thinking about that. Like, so as far as they know, like Danny just kind of disappeared, right? Because uh, like the dragon took her body and just dipped out, right? So the only like word they would have to figure out that Danny just died is that John said, "Yeah, I killed her," because the evidence clearly isn't there anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, sure, but do you really think John wouldn't say, yes, I killed her? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, did they believe him? Did they not believe him? I mean... Well, you made the you made the statement, why didn't they just kill him on the spot, you know? No, I, I mean, like, I yeah, I was just saying... Never mind, whatever. Um, so, time passes, and Tyrion was also a prisoner for a while, and then they bring him out in front of all the kings of the Westeros, um, kings and queens, sorry. And, um, the funny, there was a Starbucks thing earlier, and then there was a water bottle thing this episode, because, fucking why not? Who cares? Okay, who cares? That was not important. But, um, maybe, Sam Maybe tri- there's been Starbucks cups this whole time, and we've just never noticed them. True. Um, Sam tries to introduce democracy, everyone laughs. Um, and then Tyrion's like, the perfect fit for the throne is Bran the Broken, and Bran's like, you know, I prefer a better nickname. But um, and Bran just miraculously, his character decides, um, yeah, I want to be king, and he says, uh, why do you think I came all this way? Which he, that that made no sense because literally in, earlier in the season, he's like, I'm not Bran anymore. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. Um, he didn't want mm. it either, and then it's like then. John never had to be a Targaryen. It literally doesn't matter what he was. Yeah, and then, like, Arya's, like, faceless man thing shit was literally only relevant for killing Walder Frey and only in that, like, two-minute clip. It was not relevant for the rest of the damn show. Yeah, which is honestly a tragedy because I thought that was one of the best arcs. She had the best uh, redemption arc. Or one of the best, I'd say. I don't understand why they didn't... Sad. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't uh, do that. And then um, Sansa, she's like, I'm queen of the north. I'm going to be independent. And everyone's just like, okay, which is good. Sansa got her happy ending. She got to be queen, which I'm like, hey, good shit. I'm happy for her. She deserved it. Um, and then Tyrion's right hand to Bran now. And then Jon's punishment is he has to go back to Castle Black and the Night's Watch. But he leaves after because he had to be punished because the unsullied were like um he needs to be punished and Bran was like okay and then the unsullied leave and then they still send john to castle black when he could just be like no dude you're fine but mm. no i guess cause why not well okay. actually i, I kind of read something about that that uh kind of didn't make me that mad about john's fate like people were saying well if you look at it from a very, very certain point of view, he wasn't cucked because, in reality, he should he should have never left the Night's Watch in the first place. He did take that oath for a life. Like, yes, you could say, well, he he got he died in the Night's Watch, so he should have been able to walk out. He's done all this before, but when it, when it all gets boiled down to it, he he kind of should have he should have you know stayed in the Night's Watch. No, I, I, I can understand that, but I also feel like that's just trying to be too optimistic yeah, to make it not it, feel exactly. very bitter. 
Yeah, it's like I said, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very um, sad. On the I can't s- even think of anything to say about the show. I'm so mad, yeah, <laughs> so mad and sad the, about it right now. On the bright side, when he went back to Castle Black, um, him and his boy Titty Milk McGee were uh, chilling together, and uh, Ghost got a little boop bap pet on the tet, pet in the head. Um, pet on the tit. They're they're reunited. So hopefully we get a nice little buddy cop spin off of them uh, venturing into the north. That'd be great. Um, Arya decides what's west of Westeros, Easteros. I'm gonna go find it, cause why not? Just why not? And then, uh, Bron, Davos, Sam, and Brienne—they're important now, like very important. I don't know. You know why? Why is Brienne there? I thought she was sworn to pr- protect Sansa. Maybe so why is she serving another government? Maybe Sansa was like, "All right, you're good, homie. Don't worry." Mm, I guess. Maybe actually. But uh, like, why? I, I don't know. But I am glad that certainly, uh, certainly she would need a king's guard. I'm, I'm sorry. Ew, the inconsistencies are popping up. It's giving me a headache now. Holy shit! Well, uh, one thing that I did like was um, she finished Jamie's story in the book. I thought mm. that was good. Um, it got memed pretty heavy, which was funny too, but unrelated and then um i don't know the episode just they tried to buy so much time with just like pauses and just random scenes to try and stretch it and i just i don't know it's very disappointing yeah it's very disappointing the just brand being on the throne just made no sense and even like the actor who played him i can't remember his name but he was like i saw the script and i thought it was a joke and everyone was like yep me too I don't know. It's a very disappointing ending to a phenomenal series. I mean, the one thing I'd always say true, sound design has always been perfect. It has always been a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. That never changed. Very happy about that. Um, cinematography was also phenomenal. Always was be, or always was, always, always was t- top notch. But just the writing in the last two seasons just fell apart so bad. It was incredible. I just, it was just such a hot pile of shit, man, that I really just, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a waste of my time. Like, I will say for as bad as the writing was, I was still entertained throughout the season, but yeah, it's just because yeah, it was it's... carried by the cinematography. I feel like this is the first time I've ever, like, had a show that I was this invested in, just to have it turn out like this. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not the first time it's happened in TV history, and it won't be the last, but I'm just sad that it got the treatment of it. Yeah, it's it's the first time it happened to me, and I'm frankly not too happy about it. No, don't blame you. Um, Also, one thing I remain consistent is the acting was always phenomenal. Um, Peter Mm -hmm. Dinklage... Peter Dinklage carried the final season, to be honest. I thought Amelia Clark's acting was really good the last few episodes. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, not to discredit her, she did phenomenal too, but I think uh, the emotion he conveyed in a lot of his lines that, uh, the last few episodes was mm. very touching, very nice. God, just what he said, Brand the Broken, so well, but what he said was not what I wanted to hear anyways. No, I was hoping for Brand to be like, no. I don't want it. I don't want it. John should have it. Because that's like... 
I would have been happy if he gave, like, if he was just like, no, you should have it. Yeah, like, if he said give it to fucking anybody, it just, yeah. why would you introduce the plot of, oh, John's actually a Targaryen, to not have him, like, and then, or just, like, throw it out the window and be like, no, just kidding. He has well, no rightful heir. To the I'm more or less just ticked off that they had Bran say, I don't really want anything more. I don't want to be the Lord of Winterfell. I don't want any titles, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I'm the king. And like, how, he was like, Why? He was like, I'm not even fucking Bran anymore. Like, two episodes ago. Hmm. And now they gotta put fucking wheelchair ramps all over everywhere. It's just like, you're it making ha- a like, lot more difficult. How do you even get to King's Landing from Winterfell? They, they put him on a horse. They, they propped his chair on a cart. He made his way down. He's fine. Yeah, they don't have Hodor no more either, so you're right. Now no. King's Land's gotta be wheelchair accessible. I guess good thing Daenerys burnt everything down so they could make it up again with Very wheelchair true. ramps. Well, maybe that was maybe that's why she burned everything down. Or maybe that's why the writers had her burn everything down. So they're like, ah, yes, now people will find Bran being king more viable since we'll have to rebuild everything with ramps. Yeah, yes, ramps is what I needed. Yep. Yes, uh, that's you're right. The- I'm now sh- sh- show saved. That's the closure I needed. All right, we're good. Wrap it up. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the Frying Pan Podcast. Uh, we we are now uh, exiting spoiler territory. Unless you had anything else to say, finally on the show. Because um, honestly, I I don't. I, I'm just gonna sound like an idiot just because I can't even put thoughts into it. I'm still so turned off by it. Uh, definitely wasn't a waste of my time. I enjoyed. Um, my journey throughout the seasons. I'm very thankful for the actors and everyone that was a part of it. Um, uh, great 10 years. Very happy. Uh, last season, very questionable. I I don't like the petition to redo the season because I feel like that's very rude to the actors and the writers and stuff. Like, Granted, I don't think the writers did a good job, but I just don't think that's a good yeah, message. I would sign it. I would definitely sign it. There's no reason why not. You spend money. You spend money to watch the show. It's not like they're giving it to them out of the goodness of their heart. They're making it to make money. No, I get that, but it's also they're making it because they have a passion for it. You know. It well, just fell flat. Hate to say it, wasn't a lot of passion in there in the whole writing department. Well, at least the actors had it. But regardless, mm-hmm. still, I'd say it's still a, an eight point five out of ten show. Yeah, oh yeah, like, like like we said at the beginning, the last season definitely doesn't take away from the thing as a whole, it's just, it's very bitter at the moment, because that's the last, last bite I took. True. Alright. <sighs> oh well. You know. Oh, yeah, exactly, oh well. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. That's exactly it, it's just, oh well. <laughs> oh boy, I wish I could wrap my head around it better, but honestly, I, I just can't, I can't. I think in time it'll be better, but as of right now, it's just like, whatever. But it's the last one we're doing, so you didn't watch Game of Thrones and you just skipped these parts, hey, you don't have to anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. And honestly, I wish I could skip them as well, because I'm just going to relive them daily. It's so sad, Dan. (laughs) You're Uh, You're too invested at this point. I just wanted it to be a good ending. It was, you know, it wasn't likely after we saw the Battle of uh, Winterfell. I know, I know. It's just, it sucks, but nah, nothing we could do. Nothing we can do. All right. 
Anything else you want to talk about this week? No. I think we're good. Alright. Saddle up, lads. Time to get on that country road. <laughs> Yeehaw. <clears throat> Yeehaw. Alright, folks. This has been the Frying Pan Podcast episode 29. Damn. We're chugging along. So, thank you for listening as always. We do appreciate it. We have social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us over on there. The handle for both of those is the Frying Pan Pod. We would appreciate it. We post uh, links to our stuff over on there. Uh, occasional articles, memes, stuff like that. Dan's been doing a great job on Instagram as always. And we also have an email. And that email is in the podcast at or in the pan podcast at gmail.com if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, true. And um, if you have any business inquiries or comments, you can send us over on there. Any form of constructive criticism as well is welcome. We'd appreciate it. As always, we do this to get better. And if you're listening to us now, that means you're either on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, or YouTube. So thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. If you could leave us a like or a star rating or a comment or whatever, we'd appreciate that as well. And I believe that is it for the Frying Pan Podcast, episode 29, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week or rest of your day. Hope to see you in the next one. Have a good one.